I'm the underdog with the heroic card. I'm Eric Jones Jr. I have to keep pushing for my kids. If I give up, what's that leave them with? Nothing. I have to understand that it's bigger than me. That it's not about me when I wake up and go to work. It's not about me when I'm reading and educate myself. It's not about me when I'm practicing my speeches. It's not about me. It's about my family. Hey, hey, hey. You're now tuned in to Underdog Talk. I'm your host, Eric Jones Jr., the underdog with the heroic heart. And I have conversations with successful underdogs. And before we get into who our successful underdog is for the week, if this is your first time liking this, thank you for tuning in. I mean, listening, thank you for tuning in. If you're returning, thank you for returning to the Underdog Talk family. If you are listening, like, share, comment, leave a review on any podcast platform. And today's successful underdog is Miss Renita, creator of Be Your Own Kind. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. And you? Um, like I just was saying, I'm a little tired, but that comes along with, you know, being an adult. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so before we get into our conversation, today's episode is sponsored by Christian Dewan. It's actually my clothing line, Positive Energy Through Your Clothes. We have hoodies, t-shirts, we have stuff for babies toddlers, youth, men, women, if you use the promo code, it's, I mean, underdog talk podcast, <clears throat> you will get 15% off. The website is christiandewan.com and that is today's sponsor. So <clears throat> we're going to get into the today, to today's, I don't know, I'm tongue-tied, today's conversation. So how did you become your own kind? I know it didn't just happen overnight. How did you, what was your why and how did you figure out this is what you wanted to do? Long, long story short, I got tired of being, being not myself, like um, living under a facade. Like I was kind of like a, um, a chameleon. I moved a lot as a kid. So after a while, I just learned how to adapt to a situation because I realized that I would only be there like temporarily. Like I believe I went to like five or six grammar schools. So I never really like felt the need to to be myself or show people um, as myself because it was never beneficial. Right. And when I did, I was kind of nerdy. I just I just never felt like I fit in fit in like I thought I was defective. Um, and I came to an epiphany maybe in my 20s like unhappy like why I'm just stressed out all the time and and this and that and I just realized you're stressed out because you have to try to remember what facade you are to what person and to what group when it's just easier for you to just be yourself you're not defective because you're different you're different because you're you're just different so I started the journey on reacquainting not even reacquainting myself actually learning myself because I didn't know myself at all and the more comfortable I got in my skin, the more I realized, like, maybe there were other people that felt the same way I did. And that's when the platform was born. <clears throat> All right. So I like that. <clears throat> so you said you moved around a lot. You felt like you never fit in. And then in your 20s, you're unhappy. And I definitely understand that in your 20s, you're like on the go, you're kind of just living life. 
and then sometimes life hits you and you're like, man, this is not cool. Like, I, I something more than this. Then you said you started to understand that you had to be yourself. And a lot of times people don't understand being yourself is the best thing you can do because everybody ain't like Jesus. So everybody's not going to like you. Everybody's not going to be for you. Everybody's not going to support you. But when you're yourself, you're able to understand those things. And then you said different is different. I totally understand that. I've always been different, always thought different, always just been myself to a certain degree. And I just know that I'm different. I don't think like people. I don't speak like people. So I understood that. But then you said you didn't know yourself. And what, how did you start it? to know yourself or find yourself? What are some of the things that you did before you started helping others to find yourself? It's funny though, it started with my favorite color. Like I was sitting one day and I can remember like everybody's favorite color. But then I was like, what is your favorite color? And I'm like, why am I contemplating this? Like, this is something I should know about myself, right? So it made me realize how out of touch and how disconnected I was with myself. It was just that simple. Like, I should know that about me. And um, I went from my favorite color to my favorite way of eggs to my favorite way of this to my favorite way of that. It was just kind of like small things. You know, it started with small things and it just like accumulated into personality and, you know, creativity and things of that sort. Understand. Understand. I definitely uh, now my favorite color has been my favorite color, but I get what you're saying when you feel disconnected from yourself because in life you're going to have isolation seasons where it's just going to be you and you have to figure out what's your favorite this or what's your favorite that or what makes you happy and those things. And and like you said, it's a small things. I think one thing I, I forgot what I was watching or listening to, but they said, write down 20 things that you're, that makes you happy. And that's the small things. Cause if you start doing what makes you happy, then you'll be able to be happy being with yourself. You'll be able to actually go out and date yourself. So you find yourself, you got things rolling for yourself. Now you start this platform be your own kind. What was your initial goal? Did you have a goal? Or are you like, I'm just going to start this and see who I can help? It was basically the latter. Like I was like, man, I wonder if there's un- other people out there that have felt or feel the way that I feel. And I just wanted to share my story to inspire others, you know, just so you don't feel alone, because sometimes it's inspiration and in knowing you, you are not the only one dealing with this. Mm. And so that was my initial, my initial point. Okay. And I like that you said uh, you inspire other, others and then you wanted to find people like you. And I think that's where you find your audience when or whoever. It, it don't have to be speaking, podcasting, anything. It could be you could be a cook. When you find other people like yourself, then that's who you find that you can reach and touch because you'll know their pain points. You'll know those different things. So. How did it go? Did it did you find like a lot of people? Was you like did you have like five to ten? Did you have one to two? Did you have, like how did that go? That process once you finally started was it was it easy or did it take some time for you to really get the ball rolling? I feel like at first I was just kind of 
superficial, right? Because I'm still like, I don't want to share too much of myself and scare people away. And when I start opening up and being more vulnerable, like with the deepest things, I noticed that a lot of people were, more people were drawn to my blog. Like it was a lot of strangers. I had to first deal with the fact that people that know you may not understand what you're doing. It doesn't mean that they don't love you. They just don't know. They just don't understand what you're doing. So I drew in a lot of strangers. You know, once I got over the fact that, okay, my audience are people I don't know because my whole point was to reach out to people like me, which means it made sense for it to be strangers. But I feel like when we start something, we always expect the familiar people like, you know, family and friends to like, (laughs) to like, you know, read your stuff and like it and share it and things of that sort. So um, I forgot the question. (laughs) No, you answered the question. Okay. um, I definitely understand what you're saying. Cause I think anytime we start something, you're expecting like, you know, close friends and people, your homies to, you know, get into whatever you got into and it doesn't happen that way. It's always strangers that are going to support you more or tell you things that you know yourself, but you don't hear from people you're around every day because they don't see the greatness in you. Sometimes people are in their, in the world with you. So they don't see like the outside looking in. Um, so what did you, so I heard you say you started with a blog. Is that how you started or did you, like what was the steps that um started the platform was it just blogging did you start videoing what was that like process of that it started as a blog and then I was like how many people really read which surprisingly a lot of people still read which was good to find out but a lot of people that don't read listen to podcasts so then I started a podcast maybe a couple of um couple of years after that and then the pandemic kind of, it was like right on the edge of the pandemic, I started a YouTube um, channel just to, I guess, keep spreading the word in different mediums. So that's kind of how that worked out. So I want to, like, so how did you come up with Be Your Own Kind? Like, I don't think I asked that. Like, how did you come up with that particular name? What What's behind that name? Or was it just something you've seen or heard? It was like, oh, that matches with what I'm doing. <laughs> the funny thing is, um, before I started my platform, I was talking to my husband and I was just like, I'm like, it is so many people that have blogs. Like, what's going to make a person like, in this saturated field, what's going to make a person like, hear what I'm saying? And my husband was like, yeah, there are a lot of blogs, but there every blog is missing. Like every blog is specific to that person and you, it'll be your own kind of blog. So when he said that, it kind of clicked in me. I'm like, it is my own kind. Like how many uh, jewelry stores there are or makeup uh, companies they are, you know, the difference is, is that person's vision and um and creativity that makes it different you know and so i'm like you know what i'm gonna make my own kind of blogs and i'm like huh that's not a bad title be your own kind and at first i was going to like be your own kind of beautiful be your own kind but no be your own kind of anything that you want to be why would i limit to be my own blogger when i can be my own podcaster my own youtuber my own this you know like the sky is the limit of what i can condensed not condensed but to spec like make it unique towards me if that makes sense yeah definitely understand so are you giving your husband any credit for the name like 
if you get a percentage. Like, what's going on? <laughs> I feel like he, he gets some type of percentage. Like, when you market a copyright, he gets something. Like, I feel like that. I mean, we're we're one. <laughs> no, 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 it's not we're one. He gets a percentage because he helped you with the idea. See, this is well. Big. I mean, anything I get is his. That's my thing. But I mean, you you wondering if it's like a professional contract? It's not. <laughs> See, he need to get his lawyers on deck because he helped you out. And then when you when you get really, really, really big, and then they be like, oh yeah. How, how, how did you come up with the name? And you're going to try to make up something different. Uh, it, it's okay. It's okay. I see how it is. <laughs> oh, Lord. I didn't even I think about any of that. Yeah, I see how it is. I, 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 you know, we stay cool. I'm going to have to talk to him and, hey, 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 bro. You better watch her. <laughs> yeah. Don't listen to the show. She, she was trying to play you. So, you're married. So, how is that? How has marriage and your relationship went with you doing the entrepreneurial thing? Do you still work at nine to five or you're a full-time entrepreneur? So it's kind of a loaded question. So how is marriage with everything that you're doing? Do you still work, you know, a nine to five or you full-time entrepreneur? I'll leave it at that. I work nine to five entrepreneur and I'm a wife and I have a freelancing business. And with all of that, I learned that, um, There'll be balance in there'll be balances and imbalances. And what I've learned that there is no such thing as like a hundred percent balance because when you're kind of like rocking it in one area, you're falling short in the other. So I'm just learning how to tip the scale. <laughs> you know, where something is not like if I feel like I'm lacking in one area, I kind of just try to equal, you know, equal the scale a little bit. You know, I try to make sure that I take out time every day with my husband as well as every, you know every day with with my platform and in in times that i need a break i take that break <laughs> i legit take that break i just won't do nothing for that day because i also have to factor in myself too you know i am part of my balance as well i understand because yeah. I, I definitely understand the taking time for yourself because you can because you can be on the move, especially when you're just getting going, you're trying to get, you know, things rocking or just being consistent. And it's like, especially if you still working nine to five, like it will whoop your tail. Like I definitely I definitely understand that. So um with you being there, do you guys work together or is it he knows this is your thing. If you got, you know, some questions, you might ask him some ideas, but do you got work together or just kind of like he got his own thing, you got your own thing? I will say it's separate but equal. Like, of course, I do all the content and things, but I, he he's like my creative person, which is why you think you get a percentage. But I come to him for like a lot of ideas and a way to streamline things because he is a more logical thinker. And I'm kind of all over the place. Like, I just want to get it started. I don't think it out. He's one of those people like, wait, did you think about this? Did you think about that? What if you did it this way? So he kind of organizes my vision because if it was me, I would try to be everything all the time. Like, or it would just be all over the place. So um, he's part of the team. <laughs> I understand. So, yeah. so we're going to make sure he gets a part of the team cut. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like he, he sounds like he's helpful. Um, and, and, and your content that you put out to the world every day. 
And yeah, we'll 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 we're gonna have to have a discussion all, all, all together. So I'm gonna have to let him know <laughs> something right in the business part, bro. So before before you get to start making them zero zero zeros, you need to get some things on on paper just to, just in case you try to uh, be like, oh, he had nothing to do with it. <laughs> I I would never do that. I appreciate him because I know so many um marriages where the problem is that the woman has like her business or trying to build it and the guy is like bucking against it and putting obstacles in her way so i i'd be i'm really grateful that i have a husband that has supported me in all my crazy ideas because this is not the first business or llc i've started like i'm just uh yeah i kind of just like to start start a lot of things and he has been supportive on every last venture that I've ever done. If I want to be a baker, I come home and I got like an industrial mixer and all the, the cupcake paint. Like he has always, since I've known him, just he just always supported my crazy ideas all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's good because like you said, sometimes in marriage, it could be husband or wife, that other person doesn't support or they don't get like, you, you're not going to just wake up and be successful. You got to put in the work. You got to do something like when you first start, that's when you got to work the hardest. That's when you got to put in everything because a lot of the times it's just you doing it. And then, but you, like you said earlier, you have to understand that balance too. So um, does he, so does he have his own thing or does he just work a nine to five or like, so in the, like the scheme of things, do you guys have where, you guys um, have your own thing. You do eventually work together, or is it like you got this and he he works? You know, he does his thing, working whatever he does. Well, currently he works nine to five, but he is working on um, his venture. Um, and eventually we want to all be under the same umbrella. So that's why I said right now it's it's separate but together because we're on paper we haven't like made it a whole a, a, a corporation yet. But that's the the end goal. Okay. Okay. So, so, so paperwork will get, um, get, get together eventually. Okay. That's good. But I like to see that where you guys are able to work together as a team on your own things, but the end goal is for you guys to win and be champions together. Uh, cause a lot of times people don't understand that, um, you, when it, I'm gonna give an example of like cooking. So if I'm cooking, maybe I'm good at making the macaroni, you good at making the greens, and somebody else good at making the chicken. Like everybody do their own thing and it's amazing. And then you put it down at the table and now it's a fire dinner instead of, oh, well, I know how to do that. Let me do that. You know, people don't understand that, even in relationships. So in, we'll get off the relationship. So what is your goal? with your platform? What's your, um, do you have like a long-term goal or is it more short-term? Oh, Eric, this would be like a two-hour <laughs> episode if I told you everything, but just to be, just to streamline it, I do want to eventually own my own co-working space. I want to like where I just want to help anyone trying to be their own kind of anything. Like I legit want to have business scholarships, grants, um things of that sort like i wanted to grow into like a huge brand like i don't want to just limit to it being media and my whole point is to give back 
you know, I want to be successful so that I can give it back. People that's having a hard time finding spaces or people that's having a hard time with resources or getting off their feet. You know, every every bump on the road and every mistake I have, I feel like that has happened for me to help someone not to do that thing. You know what I'm saying? And that's that is my my end goal would be your own kind. Like whatever you're trying to be, be your own kind wants to help you be that thing. Mm, I love it. I love it. I love uh, that's funny that you said co-working space because I was just looking um, looking at that uh, this week at some co-working spaces here of where I could go because I kind of do everything at home just to be somewhere different in a different environment. Um, so do you, what is your, you, Renita's personal like goals outside of the build your own kind? Is it do you want to just be in that platform where you're the helpful person? Is it, do you want to take your podcast somewhere? Do you want to speak? Do what is, what is it for you? Cause some, cause sometimes we have our businesses, but then there's other um, vehicles that we use or that to get us to certain places or is all your focus just on be your own kind? That is a great question because my, one of my main things that I try is to not make what I do my identity. Mm. Um, yes, I have be your own kind, but be your own kind is not my identity, if that makes sense. So um, as, as far as be your own kind, I would like the podcast to, to tour internationally or, and even throughout the United States. However, for myself, I just don't want to work a nine to five anymore. Like I want, I want to, to work for myself full time you know, and, and travel and speak and just encourage and inspire. Like, I feel like my purpose is to help, uh, to help bring other people to their purpose. And I feel like I can more freely do that if I am not constricted to a nine to five. So that is my main goal. Either I'm going to retire early from the nine to five, or I'm going to find a way to make more, make what I make now or more on my own. Definitely, definitely with you. Definitely with you on that with the nine to five, like uh, the nine to five pays the bills. It helps you, you know, and depending on whatever that person's nine to five is, I think it it helps you. If you take advantage of it, like sometimes we don't realize that nine to five is going to teach us things that we can use in our business or, you know, somewhere down the road. So you got to outwork the nine to five. So when you quit, it's not like, ah. It's like, yes, I, I did the things that I needed to. Now I can leave this job because I know I'm I'm all in in my business. And I like that you want to inspire people and travel. Travel is definitely something that I want to do it with the podcast. I want to um, go to different places. Where um, where do you stay at again? I stay in Lafayette, Indiana, not too far. Okay, so you're not too oh, – so you're the closest person I've uh, – that I've interviewed. I've interviewed someone from Brooklyn, someone from Florida, um, Illinois. I got someone from England tomorrow, and I forgot where the guy is from. So it's like I told my son earlier, I was like, yeah, man, I've, I've been here, I've been there. He's like, how you been there? I was like, I've, I've interviewed these people. Eventually, I'll be at the point where I can go and be wherever that person is and travel with the podcast and even do tours. Like I see a lot of podcasts do tours and I think that's really dope. So what are the three tips 
that you can give the listeners? Because this has been a great conversation. We've talked about um, you. We've talked about the platform and then also talked about marriage relationships. So what are three tips uh, that people can take away to be your own kind? Number one, um, I want to piggyback what you just said. Learning from the um, I feel like we I feel like sometimes humans are guilty of just like, oh, I want I want that millionaire, but they want to skip the preparation point. And so I feel like you are correct when it comes to your nine to five. It teaches you discipline. You're not you're going to be your own boss. So you're not going to have anybody to keep you on task. You know, it's going to teach you organization It's going to teach you the importance of deadline and like following some rules that don't make sense because gov some government business laws just don't make sense. But we got to adhere to them, you know. So, number one, I want to say to embrace that pre preparation period, you know, learn and absorb as much as you can. Never stop learning. Even when you reach that goal that you're at, guess what? You're going to you're going to make a new one and a new one and a new one. So don't just don't limit yourself. You know, allow yourself to absorb what you can and grow, grow from that. Um, number two, give yourself grace and patience. You're going to make a lot of mistakes along the way, being your own kind, because guess what? Life is not an audition. This is the real thing. So we don't get to like play around with it and then, you know, come back and start over. No. <laughs> so you're going to make mistakes and you're going to going to have some bumps in a row. But guess what? You're human. That's a human experience. Perfection is is has no it's, it's not in a human experience. I'll just limit it like that. So have patience with yourself and grace with yourself and don't take every no and every bump as something negative. But like I said earlier, it's a lesson learning what not to do. And you never know. You'll come across a person that that is trying a way that you tried. It didn't work. And you can say, hey. Let me let me save you from that. It'll help you be a roadmap to someone else. And number three, enjoy what you do. If it gets to the point that you start off doing something that you love to do and it starts to be a task, reassess, rebrand, re or just re like change your schedule, you know, like, or maybe you're doing too much here. Just make it fun. When it's not being fun, recalibrate. Find out what's not making it fun. And if you realize that this is the just because you start off wanting to do this one thing, it's okay if you reroute to do another thing. You are never set in stone with what you want to do. It is okay to rebrand. It is okay to reroute. It's nothing wrong with that at all, especially if you want to keep something. If something that you thought was fun, that you thought would be great as a job, like a lot of people I know that cook, they don't want restaurants because they enjoy cooking and they don't want that said thing to not be fun anymore. So it's okay if you started off a restaurant and it sucks. I don't want to do this because I want this to stay fun. It's okay to reroute it and do something else that you feel you can make more money in and still keep your hobby as your outlet, if that makes sense. Oh, definitely makes sense. Uh, I love it. Embrace your preparation period. Give yourself grace and patience and enjoy what you do. And that that's the one of the most important things in life is enjoy what you do, love what you do. Um, sometimes like being in education, I've seen where teachers, you can tell they kind of don't love what they do. They just kind of do it. And you can tell by their classroom or, you know, their kids in the classroom. Like I'm not the smartest. I'm not the most educated um, teacher, but I love helping kids. I love educating kids. I love inspiring kids. So I figure out what to do in the right way to help them in the way that I 
do it. Like I do a lot of music. I do a lot of, you know, stuff that kids like to do, but I enjoy doing it and I'm myself doing it. Um, and I had to embrace that uh, preparation period too, because not knowing a like curriculum, not knowing how to set up stuff, you ha I had to ask questions. I had to, you know, get training from somebody else. So definitely. And then the patience part, uh, if don't nobody know about education, you if you ain't got patience, ain't no way you can be a teacher. There's no way you can be any kind of nothing because these kids is crazy. Like it's it's like kids is crazy. Like they say they're off the wall things. They just their attention span is short. Like you gotta have patience. You gotta remember you used to be a kid. So everything that you said with those three tips, I definitely understand and definitely um, apply them myself. So I always ask everybody to give an underdog quote. So your underdog quote is something that pertains to being your own kind. You know, what What can somebody, they're kind of like, uh, they don't know what to do or they was doing something because their friends was doing it, because their parents was doing it, because they was told that's what they need to do, but they, they need to be their own kind. What's a, a quote that you have for them? I'll just repeat that life is not an audition. You only get one life. So why not spend it being yourself? Uh, can, can, can you not, you're not going to just say that and then like, you know, pause, like drop That's the mic. The quote. <laughs> but can, can you say that one more time for, for the listeners? I said, life is not an audition. So because we only have one, no, I forgot what I said. Life is not an audition, not an audition. So because we only have one life to live, why not spend it living it being yourself? I like it the way I said it the first time. Yeah, I like the way you said it the first time. So we still gonna have both of them on there. But I need to say that again because that that was very powerful. Life is not an audition. Is is it's not no uh it's camera lights action. It's like if you don't if you're not prepared, um, stay on the porch. But you have to be prepared because you don't want to be average. We all have a purpose. We all are to be great individuals. Um, and so you have to do more than just wake up and go through the motions. Uh, I appreciate you um, for being on the show and tell the listeners how they can get in contact with you um, and what you have going on with Be Your Own Kind. I have all this stuff going on and you can find out about that at www.beyourownkind.com. We have merch coming up. Um, as, as usual, we have content with the blogging, the podcasting and the YouTube. So please subscribe to the newsletter and please help us just to get to a thousand on YouTube. I would really appreciate that. I can also be found on Instagram at be underscore your own kind. All right. Yes. And definitely help her to get to a thousand on YouTube, I will be on her episode. I don't know. I think we might be around the same time, or uh, I don't know. But we, she let me be on her platform, and I return the favor. That's what you're supposed to do when you're working with people. When you're trying to add value to others, you give other people an opportunity. Because her listeners might have needed to hear something I had to say. I know my listeners needed to hear something she had to say. And again, I appreciate you. How, um, I I know I didn't say your last name. So how do you say your last name? I don't know. I'll be having everybody's names and I try not to jack them up so people know who you are. 
my is quirls q-u-i-r-l-s and might i add that i really do appreciate you um um with the favor and allowing me to be a guest on your podcast i love everything about it and just keep inspiring thank you thank you and on that note peace one love